Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, June 10th, 2021. Stand up for your country. So Joe's in Europe. He's in England today, and we hope he's having a good time. And I mean that sincerely. It's nice to travel the world in style. He certainly is. Uh, He met with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. There they are strolling around. They're at Carbis Bay in Cornwall, England. And that is a beautiful place. If you ever get to England, go to St. Ives Bay. Um, It's really a nice, nice situation there. Um, I don't know what they're talking about. I have COVID probably. Um, There isn't any big issue between the UK and the USA right now. But look, you know, none of this is bad. Uh, It's what presidents should be doing. So uh, the big topic, though, uh, in the G7 tomorrow uh, will be the VAX giveaway. I'm going to tell you about that coming up. So the United States is giving away billions of dollars worth of COVID vaccine. You think that's good or bad? Let me let me lay it out for you before you decide. Um, The rest of the day today, uh, not much. (laughs) Now, this is fascinating. When. Mr. Biden landed yesterday. He immediately put out a verbal statement. Go. When I first was elected vice president with President Obama, the military sat us down to let us know what the greatest threats facing America were, the greatest physical threats. This is not a joke. You know what the Joint Chiefs told us the greatest threat facing America was? Global warming. Because there'll be significant population movements, fights over land, millions of people leaving places because they're literally sinking below the sea in Indonesia because of the fights over what is arable land anymore. Okay, so be that as it may, you can debate global warming all day and you'll never come to a resolution of it. But why did Joe Biden read that? And he was reading it, not speaking from the heart. Because that's what the BBC, which controls the media in the UK, wants to hear. And that's what the European press wants to hear. So Biden's people know that. They know that Donald Trump was despised in Europe because he was not so bullish about spending trillions of dollars to combat global warming. Therefore, the European Union and many, many in Great Britain hated Trump. And that wasn't the only reason, but that was a central reason. So the first thing that Biden does is he gets off and goes, hey, we're taking this seriously. Our military thinks it's the greatest threat, on and on and on. That's why he did it. Okay, so let's come back here with President Biden. There's a new poll out on abortion, and abortion is a problem for the Roman Catholic president. So this is a Gallup poll, um, 1,016 adults, um, Republican 29, Democrat 33. So there's that gap. The question is simple. Do you believe abortion is morally acceptable or morally wrong? Okay, morally acceptable, 47%. Morally wrong, 46%. In 2020, just last year, the number was morally acceptable, 44 So that's up three in a year, morally wrong, 47. That's um, up one. So uh, it's safe to say the country is divided on abortion. By party, it's not even close. 
Democrats morally acceptable 64, Republicans morally acceptable 26, um, Independent morally acceptable 51. All right, so independents leaning pro-abortion. So next week, uh, beginning on Wednesday, the bishops, you Roman Catholic bishops, and I told you this, um, are going to have a meeting. And it's going to be virtual because they don't want to get COVID or whatever. I don't understand, but they're doing it by Zoom or whatever they use. I don't know. Now, the big consideration in this meeting that nobody pays attention to, not even Catholics, the media doesn't cover it, it's, it's really inconsequential, is what they call Eucharistic consistency. What that means is in the Roman Catholic Church, receiving communion, the wafer, okay, is the essence of your worship. And in order to be able to receive the Eucharist, you have to be sin-free. That means you can't um, be committing a mortal sin or have one on your conscience without uh, confessing it in penance. That's the rule. Now, it's not enforced. Um, some of the biggest sinners in the world are going to communion. I can tell you that I've seen it in person. Now, the problem here is that Joe Biden not only accepts the pro-choice platform, not only accepts that, and, and many, many Roman Catholic politicians accept it. You know them. Cuomo in New York, the Kennedy family, many of them. But Biden promotes abortion. What do I mean by that? He says abortion should be allowed for any reason at any time. So that means ninth month of pregnancy, if the woman has a panic attack or if she's not feeling that well, bang. That nine-month fetus is exterminated. That's an extreme position. Ten years ago, that, ex that position was not held by anybody in this country, anybody of note. Biden has embraced it. And he's gone a step further. He says, I, who believes in the sanctity of life, I have to pay for abortions because he wants to use my tax dollars to do it. So Joe Biden is an extremist. He's not just a pro-choice guy. He's an extremist on this. And it's very public for everybody to see. So you would think that the Pope would have something to say about this. That's not going to happen. All right, Pope Francis understands that if he did that, he would alienate millions and millions of people. He does not want to do that. You have to understand that the Roman Catholic Church is a political body. It's political, okay? The theology isn't political. Render to Caesar is the, um, is the headline on Jesus and politics. Render to Caesar, render to God. Theology of the Catholic Church is not political in any way. But the men who run it are very political. And they're not going to do anything to Joe Biden. There are a few of them outspoken against him. The Archbishop of San Francisco, uh, Nauman, another archbishop, some uh, bishops themselves. But they're not. They're not going to say the President of the United States cannot receive the Holy Eucharist. They aren't. Now, the Roman Catholic Church, as everybody knows, has been badly damaged 
in the United States and all over the world by the failure to police its clergy. And some of that clergy abuse children. And because of that, the church has lost moral authority all over the world. It's on the ropes. So church going in Europe, very low. In the United States, going down. The church is growing in Asia and Africa, Catholic Church, because it provides charitable services. And the one thing that Catholic Church does do, it's not in a dispute, is it helps poor people everywhere. By far and away, the most charitable institution on this planet is the Roman Catholic Church. Indisputable. However, in the United States, the church has lost its way completely. I mean, I go to church every Sunday, all right? I see, and the church is half empty. The sermons are usually worthless. The young people almost non-existent. They don't go, all right? The, the average age in my mass is about 80. It's the old guard going. And the pope and the archbishops, the cardinals in the USA, they know this. And the last thing they want is to be on the front page of the New York Times getting slammed. And on every TV network getting slammed. Now, the church is not going to allow that to happen. So Joe Biden will skate. There is a backlash coming against President Biden and his administration. I wrote a message of the day. I'm going to read it to you. It's short. But this is absolutely true. I was at the Long Island Coliseum last night for the Islander Bruin game. Islanders won, but congratulations to Bruins. They put on a great uh, run in the playoffs. But I was there and I didn't sit in a private box. I was out with the folks and everybody. Every, what's going on? What's going to happen? We we're very worried about the. It was unbelievable. Now, liberal people are not going to approach me. I understand that. All right. But this was overwhelming. So here's the backlash. And this is what I said on the message of the day. Quote, you can feel it building resentment. Folks are not pleased with higher gas and food prices, mask wearing, virtue signaling, race baiting, violent crime, inflation, border chaos and cancel culture. The American public is not happy. And that's a general statement, but it's absolutely true. But the disenchantment is muted because the corporate media is largely covering it up. And they are not talking about it, neglecting to inform the people. Instead, they talk about Donald Trump's pants. The fix is in for Joe Biden, but not for much longer. Angst is rising. And it is. And the real tipping point right now, the Biden administration is heading for a shipwreck. That will happen in the late fall. You mark my words, you write them down and we have the tape. When the economy starts to totter, OK, when inflation goes up, the value of your dollar goes down, your gas, your food, your housing costs, everything is up. People take a while to wise up. Not everyone watches the no spin news. Most people don't watch or read any news. They don't know what the fig is going on, but they will get hurt themselves. When that happens, backlash, 
because the most important point of all of this is there is already a seed of doubt about President Biden and Vice President Harris. It's there in everybody's mind, even the fanatical far left, the Ocasio-Cortezes. They don't like the Biden administration, all right, because they're not crazy enough for them. But there's a seed of doubt across the board already after five months. And once that economy goes south, over. And the midterm elections will tell the tale. Okay, so um, I have told you that the border situation is beyond anything I've seen in my close to 50 years of covering the news. Broken down completely. Here's what I said on May 19th. Go. Now, I have said that Joe Biden is organized crime's favorite president ever. You heard me say that. And I've said it on many radio stations. Uh, Sean Hannity and I talked on a radio today um, because I'm promoting killing the mob. Now, I've been saying that for two weeks based on my analysis of the border, the open border, and all the drugs that are coming in. Now, just yesterday, border officials said that record-breaking amounts of heroin, fentanyl, methamphetamine, and cocaine are flooding across the border. So they confirmed what I told you three weeks ago. All right? Now, the reason is very simple. When you have, in April, in April, 180,000 illegal immigrants, migrants, crossing the border and what they call it encountering, that's the word the federal government used, encountering border officials here, 180,000. That strips away all of the interdiction on narcotics because these 180,000 people have to be processed, fed, housed, bussed, and they don't have enough people to do it. Now, before Biden was president, the number was 20, 25,000. It's 180,000 because he destroyed the Trump remain in Mexico policy for no reason. There was no reason to destroy that policy. It was working. But Biden did it. So now the unintended consequence is narcotics flooding. And of course, organized crime is the main distributor of hard drugs across the country. Now, does Joe Biden even know any of this? I don't think so. I don't think he knows what the deuce is going on. His people know. Border Patrol knows. Homeland Security knows. They all know. But they're, and they're telling, they're giving the stats out. I got this uh, 180,000 stat from U.S. Customs and Border Protection. They have to give the stats out. Can you imagine? So think about it. This is so harmful to everyone, including the poor migrants who are being abused by the cartels, you, you just can't walk up to the Mexican border and try to get across the Rio Grande. There are thugs down there who will stop you and hurt you. You have to pay them. And the poor women, my God. And this is what Biden's policies have led to. 
There's no supervision. There's no law enforcement. It's come on in. Drugs, people. Hey, come on. Now, everybody in the country should be as outraged as I am. And you are. I'm sure you are. But they're not because the media doesn't report it. Have you heard? We, we did a search on any drug reporting off what I said. Zero. Local and national. Nothing. They're not interested. Why? Because it makes Biden looks bad. That's why. Anything that makes Biden look bad, you're not going to hear about from the corporate media. What? This is so corrupt. I, 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 you know, my, I'm like, how corrupt is this country becoming? And we got to take it back. Okay. Now, there's another, I'll give you another very stark example of media corruption. Okay. Stay with me here. So you will remember, all right, that um, I'm going to get the precise date here. That way back in 2020, June 1st, almost a year ago, just about a year ago, June 1st, 2020, there was a church, a historic church set on fire by radical leftists in Lafayette Park across the street from the White House. Remember that? We'll put some video over that. Okay. So the church was uh, defamed, defaced, and arsoned. Donald Trump wanted to go and address the nation from in front of the church holding a Bible, which he did. But before that could happen, there were far-left protesters in Lafayette Park that had to be cleared. Okay? And they were. So the park police cleared them, and there was some gas used to do it. Now, the media's reportage on the clearing of the park was a lie. Listen. The president threatening to use unprecedented military force on U.S. soil while offering a preview of it on the streets of Washington. The criticism comes after President Trump talked about using the military to dominate the streets. The administration asked police to clear peaceful protesters from the park. Uh, whose idea was it? Uh, we've heard different reports that it might have been Ivanka's idea. It may have been Jared's idea. Who's, whose idea was it to brutalize protesters, peaceful protesters? At the end of the day, this was President Trump's decision. Did others talk about it in the Oval Office? Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Hope Hicks. Yes, they did. Mark Meadows as well. But this was President Trump. Okay. Yesterday, the Department of Interior's Office of the Inspector General issued a report that said, our investigation has found no evidence that protesters were forced out of a park near the White House last year to clear the way for Donald Trump. No evidence. That's from the Inspector General of the Department of the Interior. So all of those people that you just heard lied to you. They lied for two reasons. Number one, they're lazy and their audience hated Trump, so they hated Trump. And number two, because they're incompetent. So a competent reporter or analyst looks at a situation, and unless there is direct evidence that the president of the United States gave the order to move these protesters out, you don't say that because it may not be true. Now we know it wasn't true. 
Yet, Stephanopoulos and Morning Joe, and, and I mean, and I could have given you 50 of them. Now, will they today apologize? Because they were wrong, they misled you, they did not tell the truth? No. Because their corporations don't care. And they got what they wanted. They got a demonization of Donald Trump. That's what they wanted, they got it. So now we know the truth, but the corporate media doesn't care about the truth. It's not even in their equation. It's not even discussed anymore. I don't think I've ever had a better example of media corruption than what I just showed you. And that's why uh, your BillOReilly.com premium members, you're watching the first TV, because you're not going to get this anywhere else. Nowhere in the entire country. Okay, let's get to the vax. So Joe Biden says that the United States is going to donate 500 million doses of the Pfizer vax, okay, to foreign countries. That will cost the taxpayers $3.5 billion. So what do you think about that? Here's my take. By donating this to these countries that are under siege from COVID still, remember, we're lucky. Because of the Trump administration, we got the vax first and most effectively in seven months. That's a miracle. But India and Canada and other countries, they don't have a vax. Japan, so they're still going crazy. All right. So goodwill, we donate. We're going to give it to them. They're not buying it. All right. Yes. Right. Check. Saves lives. Check. Yes. Absolutely saves lives. The vax in America has saved a million lives, I think. And that if we had to go on with this for two more years, I think it'd be another million dead. It's about 620,000 dead now. I think it'd be a million six. Okay. So if it's going to get goodwill and it's going to save lives and we're the country that is noble, we do it, right? Yeah, we do it. If I were the president, I would, I would spend more than $3.5 billion to do it because that's what America is. We are the most brilliant country. I mean, we, invite, we invented that vax. They couldn't do it in Europe, couldn't do it in the Far East, couldn't do it in India, couldn't do it. China couldn't do it. Russia couldn't do it. We did it. And now that most of our population is vaxxed, we'll share. Fauci. So he met. Dr. Anthony Fauci is angry because he's getting hammered in the press. So he goes on to a very friendly show, MSNBC's Meet the Press. I, I think they may change the name of that show to Meet the Corrupt Media. Chuck Todd is the guy who runs that show. Roll the tape. It's very dangerous, Chuck, because a lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people, and there was pushback against me. I mean, that's just absurd. 
So Anthony Fauci is the science. Anthony Fauci, in the beginning of the pandemic, said, don't wear a mask. It's not going to help you. That's the science, Anthony. And then a couple of months ago, he said, wear double masks. You can't go out unless you have two of them on. That's the science. Look, I have no animus against Dr. Fauci. I'm not one of those trying to drive him into the ground. I'm not. I know who he is. He's a political guy. He does what he's told to do. In the Trump administration, he was told in the beginning to downplay this virus because the Trump administration did not want financial panic in the markets or social panic. So it was looking for any way to be hopeful, not to cover up the difference, but Donald Trump wanted to be hopeful that we were going to get this under control. Okay? Fauci did what his bosses told him. And then when Biden came in, Fauci does what they tell him to do. That's who he is. He's not science. He's obsequiousness. Word of the day. Houston, private hospital, major hospital, Houston Methodist, okay? You got about 25,000 employees. Well, 178 of those will not get vaxxed. So Houston Methodist is firing them, okay? They're suspending them, but believe me, they're not going to come back to work unless they get vaxxed. This is 178 out of 25,000. So as you may know, Texas, the governor of Texas and the, and the legislature said, look, you can't, you can't do that on state property. So if it was a state-run hospital, all right, um, you couldn't do that. But in a private setting, and that's what United Methodist Hospital is, private, you can. So if I'm running the hospital, do I do this? Yes, I do. Because the vax is working. And if you're in a hospital where people are weak, they are ravaged with disease, and you are unvaxed, you are a danger. To other people. Iowa. So, Governor Reynolds signed a bill banning, I mean banning, you can't do it, critical race theory in public schools. All right? So, House Bill 802 goes into effect July 1st. It says, Iowa's public colleges and governmental entities are prohibited from teaching. Divisive concepts, including the moral character, is determined by one's race or sex, or that the United States and Iowa are fundamentally or systemically racist. You can't do it. Right on. Okay? Enough's enough. Corrupting children in public schools and in high schools and colleges is wrong. And now in Iowa, it's against the law. It's also against the law in Idaho, Oklahoma, and Tennessee. Good for them. Vermont, the total opposite of Iowa. So the uh, state that brought us uh, Bernie Sanders and Ben and Jerry now says you can't go to the poll if you want to vote on Election Day. You can't if you're a Vermonter. You can't show up. Can't pull a lever. You have to vote by mail. 
Governor Scott. He's a Republican because the Vermonters, they're crazy, generally speaking, but they don't want to be bankrupt. So they put Republicans in as governor. Massachusetts does that, too. All right. So this is Bill S-15. Every registered voter in the state will receive a mail-in ballot in advance of the November election. And that's the only way you can vote. And there's a whole bunch of other things. Rife with fraud. I mean, easy, easy fraud. Easy. You know, going there, hard. Mailing in, not hard. Other states that have it, Washington State, Colorado, California, Hawaii, Utah. Elections entirely by mail. Most livable cities on the planet and most unlivable. Let's get the positive. Let's put the livable up there. The most livable, livable city on the planet is Auckland, New Zealand. I have not been there. Osaka, Japan. I have been there. It's okay. I'm not moving there. Adelaide, Australia. have not been, but I've been to Sydney, Cairns, and Darwin, Australia. Wellington, New Zealand. Another New Zealand. Tokyo, Japan. No. No. You can't even get into town from the airport. No. All right. So the litmus test here um, is stability, health care, culture and environment, education, infrastructure. Now, New Zealand, a very interesting country, very clean. Um, not many people there. Way, way down in the Pacific, South Pacific. But it's not it's chilly, not, you know, Tahiti. But I, I, I think probably Auckland and Wellington are a nice place to live. Not a lot going on. Not a lot going on. But if you want to just have a relaxing life, all right. Japan, I'm sorry. I, I like the bullet trains. I love Kyoto. I like the blossoms in the spring. I like all that. But the big cities, yeah. It's not that there's a lot of crime. It's just so many people. I like the tea. I like the hot baths. I like all that. But no. And then Australia, yeah, you know, I liked Australia. I can live in Australia. I won't, so don't get nervous if you're watching us down there. But I know. All right, here are the worst. You want the worst cities? We got them for you. Algiers, Algeria, a terra center. Have not been there. All right, have been to Morocco, but didn't go over to Algeria. Dhaka, Bangladesh, as poor as you could possibly imagine. Port Moresby, New Guinea. Uh, I don't even know. I, I haven't been there, but trust me, New Guinea is not a place you want to build a club med. Uh, Lagos, uh, Nigeria, just chaos in Nigeria in every way. Pollution, you name it. Damascus, Syria. Hey, Damascus, Syria? Come on, that's Assad. All right, I agree with all those. Dennis Miller, wherever I go, I, people go, how are Miller? How's Miller? What's Miller doing? All right, so Miller is semi-retired in California, but I have lured him onto the program Monday, June 21st, and I lured him by threatening to show you this clip. Welcome to the bordello of blood. Lucy, I'm home. Where pleasure may be for sale. Take off your clothes, worm. You know, you make it sound really intense. 
enticing. But death is on the house. My name is Rafe Gutman. Gutman Investigations. My brother's been gone for days. This is your brother? Wow. Same parents? <laughs> I'm sorry, I showed it anyway. <laughs> that movie was actually on Showtime last night. I was at the Islander game, so I missed it. But Miller will be joining us on a Monday, June 21st. I'm sure he'll get revenge on me for doing that. This day in history, June 10th, 1935, Alcoholics Anonymous was founded by two men, Bill Wilson and Dr. Robert Smith, both alcoholics. And the basic premise of Alcoholics Anonymous, and this was 86 years ago it was founded, is that when you want to drink, you call somebody who will talk you out of it. And the fundamental philosophy is a higher power will give you the strength to stop drinking. That's what Alcoholic Anonymous is. Here's something I didn't know. Um, you don't sign up for Alcoholic Anonymous. They don't keep a record of people, so we don't know how many. Studies say about 2 million in the USA uh, are in Alcoholics Anonymous. Studies also say it is the 12-step rehab that they have, the most effective thing to get you off the booze, okay? And um, it's amazing, the stats here. About 100,000 people in America die every year from alcoholism, 100,000. And there are estimated 15 million alcoholics in the USA worldwide. It is estimated that there are, let me get the exact number here, um, more than 100 million alcoholics worldwide. 75 million men, 32 million female women. So alcoholism, obviously, enormous problem. But Alcoholics Anonymous was founded 86 years ago today. Okay, I got a really good mail segment. A lot of people angry with me. I don't know why, but we'll get into that. And then a final thought. I'm going on vacation. I know. I hear the applause. I, I, I know. I'll tell you where I'm going and why I'm going there. All right? Right after this. Hey, guys. It's Vivek Ramaswamy here inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Let's go to the mail. Francis, Bill, I agree that the assault on the Capitol January 6th was bad. However, I feel the burning riots in Portland, Seattle, and other cities are equally as bad. I disagree with you, Francis. I mean, that's the capital of the United States. Those people tried to interfere with our governance in a very irresponsible and dangerous way. Now, that doesn't diminish what's happened in Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, other places. It doesn't. But in Washington, D.C., at the nation's capitol building? No. Michael, 
Concierge member means Michael gets direct access to me. Great gift for Father's Day. Really good gift. Bill, yesterday you said the bipartisan investigation of the January 6th riots did not find the president had any personal responsibility. That's not what I said, which is why you should always watch this broadcast with a pen and paper. The investigation did not mention President Trump. Didn't exonerate him, didn't condemn him, didn't mention him. Now, if President Trump had done something that was demonstrable in causing that riot, it certainly would have been mentioned. So you can draw the conclusion. Philip, okay, our VP Kamala may be a little vacuous, word of the day, vacuous, but in her favor, she did say, don't come. She said what the Biden people told her to say. Yes, she did. Not going to argue with it. George, wonder if Kamala knows what the root cause is for people leaving the states of California and New York. (laughs) I wonder if she knows. Yeah, progressive lunacy. That's why they're leaving. Vernon, boy, if the vice president's performance does not give you confidence, just wait until she's president in a few months. Adele Watros, Yom, Washington. Bill, I have a serious question. For those that are vaxxed, why should we even care about people who are not because they're fellow human beings, Adele. But I agree with you in principle. I'm not going to get involved with anybody who doesn't want to take the vax. I'm not going to condemn them. Certainly not going to praise them because I think it's wise to get the vax. Uh, Dan Rowan. Don Rowan. Dan Rowan was the comedian that I write about in Killing the Mob who was almost whacked. Remember laughing? Yeah. Long Beach, California, Don Rowan writes, there's little or no news reporting in President Biden's daily schedule. That's true. This scares me. While reporting Biden's inactivity, real news may be overlooked by what his staff is doing. But we're never going to know that. Here's something interesting. There aren't any leaks coming out of the Biden administration, are there? With Trump, it was every day. Now, I didn't believe half those leaks. I thought they were phony stories. But Biden, you never hear any leaks. That interesting? Hugh Nowak, Cascade Charter Township, Michigan. Bill, you're correct in noting that no one knows how long natural immunity from COVID lasts. And neither is it known how long any vaccine provides immunity, be fair and balanced. All right, Hugh, look, if you want to split hairs on this, go ahead. Okay, but the vax has dropped our uh, new cases of COVID by 90% in five months. Okay. Mike Murray. Dallas, Oregon, outside of Portland. Bill, your segment informing the audience of billionaires to pay minimal tax was spot on. It has been truly said that the United States tax code is a roadmap of special interest. Anyone thinks the rich will pay, even if Biden changes the code, is crazy. Okay. Uh, Tony Paget Chandler, Arizona. Bill, you said that billionaires should pay a tax on the value of their companies. How is that different from a wealth tax? It's not what I said, Tony. It's not what I said. I said, if billionaires have compensation, they're being compensated for something, a house, a meal, a private airline trip. If in their personal lives are being compensated, they should be taxed on that because that's income, but not on the total value of what they have. John Bradley, Bayville, New York. 
Bill, just saw you at the Islanders game. I yelled, love you, Bill. I was the guy in the Santa suit. John, I saw you. I waved to you. And I'm glad Santa was rooting for the Islanders. Marsha, I'm not going to withhold her last name, Prescott, Arizona. Will President Trump be live and in person with you at the history tour? Earth to Martha. Marsha. That's what the tour is, Marsha. I'm going out with President Trump to the four cities to talk about history. Where would he be? Would he have a little puppet? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Mark Conray, uh, Tiga K, South Carolina. Can't wait to see you and President Trump in December. This will truly be a vitally important evening. I hope so. Now, um, advanced sales for the first seven hours in the Fort Lauderdale venue, and I'll give you that info in a moment, um, about 40% sold out. I mean, this is lightning. So if you want to go to see the shows, Okay, you got to get to BillOReilly.com now. And the shows are in Lauderdale at the BB&T Center on December 11th, December 12th, Amway Center, Orlando, Florida, December 18th, Toyota Center, Houston, Texas, December 19th, Dallas, American Airlines Center. So tickets go on sale on Monday for Ticketmaster for all shows except Orlando. That's going to be a little bit later. And go to the Toyota Center itself for Orlando. Okay, but they're going to put them on soon. But the other shows, I don't know if they're going to be av- tickets available by Monday. They're going so fast. So you've got to go to BillOReilly.com. We'll help you out. And we want to see you there. John Stoker, Springville, Utah. Bill, Killing Mob is one of your best books. It was riveting. All the research and information was amazing. Killing the Mob, number one, again, New York Times list on Sunday. Phenomenon. Biggest selling nonfiction book in the world. Great Father's Day gift. I mean, all of that. You know the drill. If you get all 10 of the killing books, Dad will love you forever. And so will Granddad. Okay. Uh, Word of the day, uh, do not be Vericund, V-E-R-E-C-U-N-D. And now I'm going to tell you in a final thought when we come back where I'm going on vacation and why. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. All right, final thought of the day. So I'm off on vacation next week. I'm taking uh, one of my urchins to Wyoming for a graduation gift, going to Tetons, going to National uh, Yellowstone, Snake River, we're going to do a float, we're going to scare the bears, we're going to ride some horses, big Western deal. Now, the reason I love the West is I lived there in Denver for two years. I, I just love Colorado. It's just a tremendous lifestyle out there. And Wyoming is similar. 
Wyoming has fewer people. Least populated state in the union is Wyoming. But it's pristine. The western part particularly is pristine. So going out there, because it's so far away from where I am in New York, on Long Island, Wyoming, but it's only a plane ride. And you're a totally different world, a magical world. So I'll have a big report on what I do when I get back. I hope you guys will miss me. I'll miss you. Uh, I will write my column on Sunday. That'll be posted on noon. That will be there. And we're going to have very special stuff on BillOReilly.com all next week. Um, We'll post everyday new stuff. And we want you to buy Killing the Mob, and we want you to buy tickets to the Trump History Tour. And I hope you will stay safe, all right, in the next 10 days or so. And we'll see you with Dennis Miller on the 21st of June.